When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, in the wake of the sign-stealing scandal and the punishment that the Big Ten has imposed on Michigan, uh, you will never guess what Jim Harbaugh has now proclaimed his team to be. It's actually a little bit comical. We're going to get into all that and so much more. Outkick the Morning starts right now. Hello, friends, family, esteemed colleagues. How y'all doing? It is Tuesday. I'm so excited that you are here with me. It's time for Outkick the Morning. I'm Charlie Arnold. And, of course, we have to start once again with Michigan because it seems like it's all everybody wants to talk about these days. Jim Harbaugh, of course, not a very happy camper at this moment, and honestly, understandably so, as he has been suspended for the final three games of the regular season following what the Big Ten has called, quote, an organized, systemic, illegal, in-person scouting and sign-stealing scheme that spanned years that the NCAA and conference is currently investigating. So Harbaugh came fresh with some fire on Monday at his weekly press conference. That would be yesterday. Take a listen. The perseverance, you know, and then the just the stalwartness of these guys. I mean, yeah, Watson, I would have to say, I mean, everybody. It's got to be America's team. It's got to be America's team. America America loves a team that, that uh, you know, beats the odds, beats the adversity, you know, overcomes with the <laughs> naysayers and, you know, critics, so-called experts think. Um, that's my favorite kind of team. And, yeah, watching it from, from that view on the television, I, it was – Finally, people get to see what I see every day, you know, in these players and these coaches. America's team, eh? That's a little bit rich, huh? I mean, to say that you are everyone's favorite, people love to see America's team win. Uh, in my mind, that's you saying that everyone loves to see a team cheat. That is indeed the case. But listen, as far as I'm concerned, all the evidence has been laid out there. Uh, that's a very interesting thing for Jim Harbaugh to put forth. Uh, it seems like he's really embodying, really playing up this whole villain aspect of this whole scandal. I mean, I can't really blame him. I guess it's better than wallowing in, in grief or being ultra sensitive. Play up to the persona. I mean, he was seen with Ric Flair the other day. So it makes sense, right? Uh, anyways, Santa Ono, Michigan's president, has already made it clear the school will immediately seek a court order to overturn the suspension. There is a hearing on Friday. Initially, Harbaugh said he would testify at it, but now saying he's backing down uh, because he thinks that thundering away at a jury, that was the words that he used, may not be such a great idea. I tend to agree with him. Uh, so we will definitely see what happens there. Harbaugh says he's looking forward to due process, innocent until proven guilty, as we know. But as an outsider looking in, I just said it, I think all the evidence is out there. I don't see what else a court would need to uphold a suspension. And whatever else comes the way of Harbaugh is probably all there in my mind. So 
Harbaugh, for whatever reason, he does not see it that way. Uh, it's clear Harbaugh is enjoying the limelight because you know what they say. Any publicity is good publicity. So let's get someone else's opinion and go ahead and bring in OutKick writer David Hookstead to weigh in on everything that's going on in Ann Arbor. David, how's it going? It's going well. Excited to be here. Happy as always to be joining you, Charlie. Absolutely. Um, okay. America's team. Harbaugh thinks Michigan is America's team. Would you say this is just a little bit of a stretch? A little bit of a stretch. That's an understatement. I am a very <laughs> proud American. I don't like cheaters. I think cheating is bad. I don't like people who cover up cheating. I don't like people who make excuses. Michigan falls into every single one of those buckets. When I think of America's team, I think of the miracle on ice. I think about a great NFL team. I think about our Olympic hockey teams, post-miracle on ice, the UFC. That's what I think about. I think about real gritty, gutsy champions. I don't think about cheaters. What's America uh, in terms of cheating, why would we want to hold ourselves to such a low standard? As an American, I'm embarrassed that I would be associated at mm -hmm. all with the Michigan football program. Yeah, that's exactly what I said, uh, because he said, you know, people love to see people prosper through adversity. Uh, yeah, people that were unjustly treated, not people that were blatantly cheating, well, without a doubt. And it's amazing that Michigan has been able to convince themselves they are the victims. I've, I've, I'm honestly, I almost respect the level of delusion. I wish I could delude myself into believing some things of that nature. I can do that, Ooh, David. I, I can I can be that delusional. I've, I've proven that to myself time and time again over the years. So if you need any tips, I'm happy to help. Well, we'll, we'll have to connect offline on that one. But <laughs> they got caught. It's that simple. And instead of being a man... In raising his hand and say, yeah, you know what? We cheated. I wanted an extra advantage. You caught me. We'll deal with the punishment because that's what adult men do. They take responsibility. He's now convinced his entire state that the team they have is the underdog. They might be the best team in America. Granted, they cheated like hell to get there, but they might be. They're no victims. They're no martyrs. He didn't die on the beaches in Normandy in World War II. The crime needs no, to end. He's not. a cheater, and that's all that needs to be said about it. Yeah, and what do you think about the fact, because now Jim Harbaugh, for making such a mockery of this entire process, is really coming under fire by some of the football elites around the country. Deservedly so, though, right? I mean, based on everything you're saying, people should be looking down on him right now because in this situation, you would think he would be a little bit more sensitive about what's going on and really understand what's at stake here. And it seems like either he does and he's just brushing it off and trying to act above it, or, like you said, completely delusional. I think he deserves all the criticism in the world from other coaches. Let's look at Ryan Day at Ohio State, for example. He's beaten Ryan Day two years in a row. In those games, there are videos of Connor Stallions in the Michigan sideline seemingly knowing exactly what's going to happen. Ryan Day losing those two games has caught, got him an insane amount of criticism. He, in theory, is taking food out of the mouths of Ryan Day's children. That's what Jim Harbaugh's cheating yeah. Michigan Wolverines have done. They're trying to starve the children of Ryan Day. If I was Ryan Day, when they have their little handshake here in a couple of weeks, don't be, don't be shocked if things get very testy because when you cheat, you take things from people that they have earned, and that's what Michigan has done. Yeah, and it seems like the entire staff over at Michigan seems to be a little bit delusional uh, because, meanwhile, 
the president of Michigan also playing the victim, uh, Santa Ono releasing a statement that a lot of people perceived as relatively tone deaf in part saying this, quote, countless members of the University of Michigan family have reached out to me over the weekend and I wanted to express my appreciation. Like any community, we face our share of challenges and adversity. There have been many such moments in our history. Okay, so we just discussed Jim Harbaugh, how he's treating this situation. What about the university in general? It seems like everyone there seems to be rather aloof. I desperately need to get a job in Michigan athletics because all we've learned is that you can be a scumbag. You can be a cheater. You can do whatever you want. I mean, you could probably, you know, break the law as much as you want in the university. As long as you're winning, they'll stand right behind you. If Osama bin Laden was coaching Michigan and he won him a national title, they'd probably defend him too. We're learning that Michigan has no character, no spine, absolutely no moral constitution. They'll defend cheating as long as they win. And quite frankly, as a proud, again, a proud American who would never do such things, I am disgusted and appalled by the people in Ann Arbor. Michigan men, it's gross. Yeah. It is, actually. Uh, that was a, a funny little reference you made there. I, I feel like the only two jobs that you could have and keep, like you just mentioned, working at Michigan Athletics. Also, you could be a meteorologist because I feel like that's another job where you could be wrong 100% of the days, and uh, it still doesn't matter. You get to keep your job. So um, there's some career courses for everyone out there who doesn't want to put in full effort or you want to put in full effort and, uh, and maybe go the wrong direction with it. Uh, okay, David. Uh, Let's see, what else are we going to get to? Uh, we also are going to talk about Veterans Day, which just passed. Uh, currently, our armed forces are struggling to meet requirement needs. Um, for the first time since 1999, the Air Force did not meet their goals in this area. Uh, but at the same time, and this is what will make some people out there chuckle, our Air Force is giving lessons on how to put pronouns in airmen's signatures. It makes sense, though, right? None, this is none of this is surprising. It makes you laugh, but it's not surprising. This is the same lunacy that we are seeing taking place across the country. But David, would you say that it's these mixed priorities that has something to do with the shrinking numbers, maybe? Well, I would say it certainly has something to do with the messaging and the way we convey our priorities as a military. You know, the United States military job, and I'll be very clear, is to kill people. That's what they do. That's why we spend billions of dollars. They kill the enemies of the United States. So when I hear these things about pronouns or all these programs about cultural tolerance and all this nonsense like that, no, that's not what the United States military does. It is a mechanized machine of death, death to the bad guys to protect the good guys. I wonder where we went so wrong. I mean, I'm sure I'm much older than you, mm -hmm. Charlie. I don't know how, how old you are, but back when I was growing up. You don't look old, David. I'm not going to guess your age because I don't want you to ask me mine. So we won't get into that, but you look great. Thank you. Back in the day when I was in high school, all the commercials on TV for like the Army and the Navy and the Air Force was like blowing stuff up, shooting terrorists. It was awesome. It was like an action movie every yeah. commercial break. Now you turn on the commercials for the military recruiting and it's all about like transgender stuff, which is a whole separate yeah. debate. I'm not going to get into that. But what happened to like the bad? We could get into persona? that. What, if you want to, what happened to the badass persona? Like we're the baddest kids on the block, or at least we used to be with yeah. the way we recruited. And now it's not that anymore. There's a lot more issues. Uh, they don't get paid very well, which is very unfortunate. Hard to recruit people to do a job if you're not going to pay them very well. The recruiting is a mess. But here's the point I'd make. The one branch 
that hit its recruiting goal was the United States Marine Corps. Why do we think that is? Because the pitch of the Marine Corps is if you join us, you can kill bad guys, period. And they have no problem getting recruits. Mm -hmm. Weird how that works. Yeah, yeah, you're so right. Uh, I feel like you look at a lot of the different uh, branches of whether it be the military or even just our local law enforcement around the country, you know, people have lost it feels like the passion for the job because their hands are tied in so many situations and they're being subjected to things that they normally, like you just mentioned, wouldn't have so many years ago. Uh, the idea of being a part of this, I will call it like a, a community. I mean, it's a, it's a family. Uh, has lost a lot of its luster uh, because there's so much silliness going on. I mean, I don't really use TikTok all that much. Uh, but I constantly am being made aware just through um, mostly X of the videos that are being posted by our military members. And, you know, a, a lot of the military members aren't the ones you take so seriously because they're not on TikTok posting videos, right? They're actually doing their job. So the videos that we're seeing from those in the military are, like you mentioned, the transgenders who are like, watch me get ready for a day in the military. Like this is also almost feels like a skit for them. Uh, yeah, they, not like they're in a position to protect our country. It's more of, oh, look at me. Like I'm dressed in, you know, camouflage and here's how I put my boots on and here's how I put my hair up. And it's like, what, what's going on here? I don't know. It's, it's very sad. And I, and I want to be crystal clear. There are a lot, the military is a huge organization. There's a lot of good people in it. There's a phenomenal amount of, course. of top, top level people that when they get, when the, when the balloon, they call it, when the balloon goes up, we go out. And when they show up, bad guys die. I guarantee it. My issue with this is we have told mostly young, aggressive males that they have no place anymore. Well, who do you think fights wars? Do you think it's Starbucks baristas or do you think it's farm boys from Iowa? If you don't know the answer to that question and you're watching this, you are in serious trouble. We won World War II because kids from the South and the Midwest mostly, hard-nosed, gritty 19, 20, 21-year-olds were handed rifles, sent to Europe and Japan, and we beat the living daylights out of everyone we came up against. Now we're told that's bad. That attitude's bad. That mentality's bad. That entire group is bad. And so we've decided to pivot and appeal to pink-haired, uh, single women who live with cats and hate their lives. And I hate to tell you, you're not going to win wars <laughs> doing that. Uh, the, those those uh, women that you just mentioned, they would fall in line with the Starbucks baristas. And I'm happy you brought that up because that brings us to our next subject, which is the ongoing debate over appropriate tipping that has taken over social media by storm. Uh, it's something that people have been talking about for quite a while now, and there's a few different aspects that people have been discussing. Uh, you actually just posted to your social media account, quote, what is the appropriate tip amount at a bar? Bartender told me over the weekend a group ran up a roughly $400 tab. Total tip, $2. I find that insane. What's the proper tip amount for just drinks? Responses will be included in a reaction piece. Someone then said to you, 20%, if you're paying a tab like that, uh, there was a couple other responses that you got uh, that were definitely more appropriate numbers. Uh, but then someone said this, I'd give nothing if I felt like it. So I guess responses are all over the board right now. And some things you do have to take into consideration is people right now are hurting, right? Inflation is very high. A lot of people can't even afford to pay their grocery bill to take care of their family right now. I mean, prices have gotten through the roof. And also there's the additional aspect of, of course, you know, there's, there's a, a, 
when someone's giving you service, they're expected a tip. But then there's also the other aspect of the to-go counters, right? When you go grab a coffee to-go, for example, and then all they do is pour you black coffee in a cup, hand it over, and then the options on the screen are 25%, 30%. So there's two different ways to look at this, right? But David, let's get into it. You start, tell me what you think is an appropriate tip and where is that tip appropriate? So I'm not, I'm not ever going to tip at a Starbucks. I mean, I don't go to Starbucks. I think the people that spin the thing around and show it to you, uh, that that's ridiculous. That that's completely way, way, way too far in tipping culture. But in terms of a bar, I am sitting at a bar with my friends. I'm sitting at a table with my friends. We have a bartender who is coming over. She's talking to us. She's getting our orders. She's making sure the drinks are flowing. She's got the games on TV. I'm going to take care of people who take care of me. So if you're making it a fun, enjoyable mm -hmm. time for me, you're getting 25, 30%, even if it's bad. And I'm biased because I have family that works in service industry. I'm still going to tip you 20%. I understand that they don't get paid mm. much minimum wage. They live on tips and tips incentivize them to do a good job, right? It incentivizes them to build a rapport with the customer. When, when that happened Sunday, I felt horrific for that, for that female bartender she, it was just terrible. I don't want to get it too specific. I don't want it to air her out, but that's ridiculous. I would feel, I, I wouldn't feel like a man. If I ran up a $400 bar tab, which is not very working class like I am, but if I did and I left $2, I wouldn't be able to sleep with myself. I mean, that is appalling uh, and disgusting. A $400 bar tab in New York city would be pretty, pretty, uh, spot on even just for a few drinks. The prices here are insane. <laughs> Well, that, that's very true. I'm in D.C. It's not exactly cheap yeah. here either. But tip, take yeah. care of people who take care of you. I'm going to give you 25%, 30%. And this is a key. If you are a regular at a place, you go to a place a lot, you know the staff, you're friendly with the staff. If they kick you a free beer here and there, you know, they, just to keep things going, include uh, that agreed. in the tip. 100%, Charlie. What, are we, what is wrong with people? I agree with that. Although I will say if you do a bad job, like you said, you're still getting 25 30%. I'm... I am not about that life. If you do a bad job, I might give you 20%. I very, very rarely will not tip 20%, but there's no way in hell if you do a bad job, you're getting 25 or 30% from me. So maybe you're just a better person than I am, but I think a lot of people would also agree with me on that because that's even, I mean, that 20% is for outstanding service. 25, 30 is way above what someone would expect in the first place, especially if they're doing a bad job. So uh, David, props to you, I have to let you go. But uh, this is a discussion uh, I would love to get more into at a later date. Uh, maybe if you get some great responses, we can revisit this topic next week. Sounds good. Thanks for having me, Charlie. Outkick the Morning will be right back after a short break. Stay tuned. Okay, so on the subject of tipping, this weekend I was out at brunch. I was with a group of friends, one of them visiting New York from London. Uh, but... Before he had gone to New York, he had been in San Francisco, and he was absolutely raving about how beautiful San Francisco was. He was telling us how much better it looked than when he was there about a year and a half ago, and we were all just looking at him like, is this, is this London guy out of his mind? Like, what is he talking about? Like, we were all very confused because we all know how disgusting that San Francisco actually is. It's dirty. It's full of fentanyl, heroin all over the place. You've got the homeless who are walking all over the place looking like zombies. And then... The next day, I got on social media and it all made sense to me that yes, San Francisco does look a lot better. And the reason why he said this was because it got cleaned up miraculously and very quickly, but not because the city or the state of California 
cares about its residents, but because the Asia-Pacific Economic Corporation Summit, or APEC as they're calling it, started over the weekend. So this is an event that is expected to draw about 20,000 visitors to San Francisco, including China's President Xi Jinping, and also Joe Biden will be there as well, meeting with him. All of this makes sense to you now? Ringing a bell? Okay, yeah. Uh, this is not something that I'm speculating either, the reason why they're cleaning up. Governor Gavin Newsom, literally, he confirmed it. Listen to what he said. Folks say, oh, they're just cleaning up this place because all those fancy leaders are coming into town. Um, that's true because it's true. But it's also true <laughs> for months and months and months prior to APEC, we've been having different conversations. What a smart sentence. It's true because it's true. Thank you so much, Gavin Newsom. Uh, but here's the thing. Once APEC is over, you can expect the tent cities and zombie homeless crackheads to be back in full force. But we cannot forget this. Do not let this leave your memory how easy it was for the city to clean up this horrific mess. It took just a matter of days. So why is that not happening in every blue city in America? And I'm going to tell you why. It's because liberal leaders do not care about their residents or the safety of their residents. They're only willing to put in the work to make a difference to protect the safety of the elites. So if you were questioning whether you matter or not, there's your answer. Uh, decaying blue cities in America's crime problem was the inspiration for our next guest. Steve Inman is an MMA sports commentator, but it's his recent commentating work that has caught the eye of millions of people on the internet in recent months. So before we get to him, let's take a look at one of his clips. This gentleman tells his wife to hold his beer as he does a clothesline on a robbery in progress and now stopped single-handedly by that man and he walks off like freaking Clint Eastwood into the sunset with his beer unharmed. You can see right here, he says, hold my beer, babe. Check this out. Nice little clothesline, textbook style. Booyah! Snaps into his neck like a freaking Slim Jim. He lands on his freaking hot pockets and walks out that door like a straight mother effing G. Hold my beer, babe. What a line. Okay, now let's bring in the voice behind all of these viral videos, Steve Inman. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, amazing stuff that you've got going on here. First, talk to me about what was the inspiration behind you video know, one? How did this even come to fruition in the first place? Uh, you know, I just get sick of seeing all these criminals running the, the streets because liberals are so soft on it, the liberal policies. And you see these guys get <laughs> out of jail. It's a revolving door. So I'd see these videos and, you know, I can't do anything about it because I, I'm really a lover. I'm not a fighter. So, you know, being able to complain about it uh, it was just strange. I was like, you know, uh, the pandemic had hit uh, in 2020 and then we had, uh, you know, stopped MMA events. So I was like, I've got to commentate something. This is weird. Uh, and that's kind of weird in general. But, uh, you know, I started commentating insects and then we saw Antifa come out on the streets. And, you know, I just felt so frustrated because, you know, everybody's hands are tied because you can't really do anything about it because, you know, all these liberal places protect these guys and let them burn places down. Yeah. And if you do anything about it, you go to jail. So that was the inspiration. I'm sorry, I'm going too off. <laughs> no, 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 that's exactly what I wanted to hear. Okay, so at what point was it that you started doing this and then people started catching on? They're like, oh, wait a second, have you seen this guy, Steve Inman? Uh, was there one video in particular that really catapulted your career to a different place? And, and I mean, I know you already had a career, like we just talked about, you do oh, yeah. MMA stuff, but in, the, in this regard, 
Yeah, you know, in 2020, I had uh, the page was growing, uh, and we did this video where this uh, this protester gets hit in the head with a cone, and we called her Conehead, Cone to the Dome, and that video just like <laughs> continued to spread. I saw it on Reddit, and then I started seeing another video of Antifa. This guy's uh, foot was on fire. We called him a human hot pocket, and Trump had retweeted that. And as soon as he retweeted that and Dan Scavino retweeted that tweet, like literally that page, like just we were going from about 20,000 followers a week to like none. And then nobody was seeing the post. The only people who were seeing my post were the, the people that hit the notification bell. And then everybody else wasn't seeing it. So I literally scrapped that page and finally started a page on uh, in May. And then I was still shadow banned. Like, you know, after I brought some followers over, we had 50,000 followers. Then all of a sudden, like the gates just opened literally a month ago. And I think the censorship was over. So like I was very skeptical about X because I was like, yeah, I, I yeah, it's nice to see everybody else is in shadow ban. But here I am, you know, and and, you know, you just want to know if you suck or not. You know, you want to uh, even playing field. This is yeah. playing field. So I know I suck. And, you know, it just opened a couple of weeks ago. We ran into your producer and I'm just thankful to be here. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and that's exactly something I wanted to talk to you about because, I mean, suppression is something a lot of accounts are dealing with all over the different platforms of social media right now, especially conservative voices. It's really sad to see, um, you know, how how much little traction that they're able to get even though they're putting out such important messages. Uh, you actually just recently posted specifically that the account gained over 30,000 followers in the last week. You said it was good finally to not be censored after being able to finally untoggle the sensitive soy tab that has been locked and plagued your pages in the past, which is such an epic response. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> was there anything that you had to do to, to, to like stop being shadow banned? Because I know that some people, it, it just happens, and like, did it just like one day you woke up and it, it wasn't there anymore? I mean, because... Yeah, how does that, I, how does I, I it even work? Update finally. And then I went into that, you know, that soy tab we were talking about. And that thing was like, you couldn't even untoggle it. And then one day I was able to log in, which was like three or four weeks ago. And then all of a sudden I was like, wow, it's not there anymore. This is great because that keeps people from following your page. They don't know what you're posting. I mean, they post all kinds of stuff on there. And I'm like, I've seen worse. And, you know, some of the videos that we're doing, we're just showing criminals get what they deserve, you know, justice being served instantly, like a cup of noodles and all that. And so, you know, it's like, what's wrong with that? And I'm seeing way worse. Like I've even seen, like, you see porn online. You're like, how is that even right? I mean, it's just so wrong. Yeah. And the stuff I'm posting is like nothing, you know, it's, uh, you know, so finally, uh, you know, it's just nice to know that you click that censorship tab. So if you're, you know, feeling like you're shadow banned and you weren't shadow banned before in your, your interactions, I would look at this uh, sensitive soy tab and that's in your settings, privacy, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it does. I I don't think it actually says sensitive soy tab, so yeah. you probably have to um, come yeah. up with a different wording to figure that one out. We have two more videos of yours that we want to check out uh, throughout this segment uh, because we know that the clips don't just come from here in the U.S. They come from all over the world. So let's take a look at another one of your videos. Well, it never fails. Every single time, bully runs into a peaceful person just minding their own business, trying to move along with their day, trying to avoid violence at all costs. But of course, when violence comes knocking on their door, that's where the fucking round and finding out begins. As you can see, comes in, misses a kick, takes a shot to the dome, goes for a weak kick, catches that kick, now swings the leg and puts him in the freaking body bag. My God! You can see his soul practically leave his body as he stiffens up. Okay, so this one 
is from, I, I'm not sure you can maybe tell me what country this one is from. Uh, do people submit videos to you, Steve, from all over the place? Or how do you pick and choose which videos you're going to decide to, decide to voice over? Yeah, you know, it, it started out like I was always searching, you know, for videos and stuff because we were doing insects, which is weird, right? Like, I was like, let's do insects. And that took off. We were calling like- <laughs> I need to prank. see one of those videos, actually, an insect yeah. video. <laughs> it's pretty sad, actually, um, but <laughs> I'll definitely show it to you. But it started off like that, and we're like, there's just only so many bug videos out there of them fighting and captured in microscopic, you know, lenses and stuff. So, you know, we started doing this and then, um, you know, these videos like just became this community. So people just send me videos all the time. They'll send me videos of themselves, uh, you know, falling on their face. And sometimes I see videos where I'm like, okay, is that staged or is that real? Because people get upset when I, yeah. when I post videos and I'm like, I, sometimes you can't tell, but you know, that guy who just like was, you know, had every chance to walk away in that last video. I, I apologize about the the bomb that went off there, but, uh, that's my page. Uh, but anyways, like the guy, you know. <laughs> walk away. These videos are meant to teach people, look, walk away from these situations. Don't, don't be the bully. Don't mess around. So you don't have to find out, play stupid games with stupid prizes. And a lot of people will miss, you know, judge, judge me and go, man, you're just a violent person. I'm like, you know, what? I'm far from violent. I'm just, I avoid violence at all costs. And some of these videos are just for the robbers, like a bat signal. Like, look, you know, there's people out there that are sick of you and you better watch it if you, if you want to live, you know? And, uh, so we're kind of doing a service for the criminals too, if they they want their lives, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, these days, I will say it's twofold. One, it seems like people are so much more apt to get into confrontations these days. Uh, I don't know if it was something that was built has been building for you know years on end already, or if it's something post COVID. It just seems like people are really on edge. Uh, all the time now, and they're just so quick to lose their temper and get into a confrontation, whether it just be verbal or physical with the person next to them, complete strangers. Uh, on the other hand, also, people always have their phones on them. So people are now constantly recording the altercations and confrontations that they are now becoming a witness to, which before fights would happen all the time, but you wouldn't ever get to see it on the back end because people wouldn't think to pull out their phone and record, but that's what second nature is these days, right? Instead of trying to break it up, you pull out your phone and you record it and you post it on the internet. And that's where, of course, you come in. Uh, so you have another video and this one is a fan favorite due to its simplicity. So let's take a look at that one. Well, it's the same old story every single time. Soy Boy gets out of the car after a little bit of road rage, tries to step up to the old man, tries to punk the old man, and when he tries to punk the old man, he ends up taking a big shot and folds over like a lawn chair, perfectly turns to his side in case he wants to vomit a little bit. The old man is not impressed by his performance as his woman rolls up or her boyfriend, whatever the hell that is. Probably the same person who sent that soy boy out there in the first place to try and take on this old man's strength. You gotta be out of your damn mind. The old man knuckles up, buckles up, snaps into his chin like a friggin' Slim Jim, and stiffens up as if somebody injected Viagra in his soy-filled veins. And the fire truck passes by like this type of shit happens every day. Oh my God, that is so good. Okay, so when you see these videos, do you watch them first a few times and in your mind kind of concoct, okay, I know what direction I want to go in this? Or do you, like in an MMA fight, call it in real time? How does that work? Well, you know, I, I watch these videos and I just add the sound effects right away. I try to avoid watching it because I want to be surprised. And, you know, it's sometimes hard to like scream, you know, like when you're like, nobody's around and you're like, yeah. acting like there's no fight going on. <laughs> but, 
you know, with the effects and all that, it makes it a little more exciting. So, you know, I just do it on the fly. Sometimes I have to go back, but it's usually on the fly because I don't, I don't like to write. Um, I'm, I'm terrible with grammar and I'm surprised that people even listen to some of my audio because it's really bad, but we don't, I, I don't write. I just, I just say it and hopefully it, it, it sticks and Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes I just leave stuff because I want people to know that I'm doing this on the fly. I was like, yeah, that's a mistake. Yeah, I sneezed, whatever. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, it's yeah. it's been awesome, you know? It's been fun. And then what are people's reactions? I mean, what, what are the comments looking like under all the videos that you're posting? A lot of them are like, you know, keep doing what you're doing. I uh, love the sound effects. And, you know, because I it, it just makes it fun. It's like human cartoons and you know, we, we grew up on like Saturday morning cartoons and that's, that no longer exists. Maybe snowflakes took that off the, uh, the programming schedule as well. But in the end, I mean, it's just like, you know, all the stuff that inspired me as a kid, um, adding those effects like karate kid music and just making people laugh. And I, I think that a lot of people are just too serious. Like you said, there's just too many arguments we need to make fun of this and, uh, exploit yeah. these people out there and, and humiliate them. So that other people don't do that. So it's like GI Joe, you know, knowing's half the battle, right? <laughs> There you go. And my last question to you is, I know that you are picking up fans left and right. Uh, Trump, obviously a huge one to retreat you, help retweet you, helping you to grow your base. Has there been anyone else that's really interesting uh, or cool in your eyes that has commented or reached out or expressed interest in what you're doing? Oh, Dean Kane is one of them. He gave me a part in his film, which was fun. That was a couple of years ago, but now recently oh my with the page. Uh, Larry, the cable guy, he's been sharing stuff. I mean, that these are people I grew up watching. And then Steve, I don't even know if I should be dropping their names because they probably followed me anonymously. But uh, Steve Austin is another one who just followed. So, you know, I'm sorry if I get you busted, brother, but uh, I appreciate the, all the follows from anybody in general. But when you see the people that have yeah. entertained you and they've grown up to be non-woke, it's it's kind of an honor. And, uh, you know, I'm just so grateful just to even that anybody would even watch these videos in the first place. So, you know, when you see these people, yeah, like, no, oh. those are some really great names. Yeah. yeah. Those are some great names. And, um, I used to work for WWE, so I know Steve Austin personally. He is a great is guy so and, uh, cool. makes, and I already knew, I mean, I already knew that he was like, you know, the most non-woke person, well, one of the most non-woke people. That. So I this just, makes perfect sense. Yeah. Oh my God. Of course. Yeah, yeah, come on, I you take one that. look at the guy, you can tell. Yeah, yeah, I, I just didn't, I hadn't followed him in so long. And then, I, you know, seeing some of his viral videos come yeah. up. But that's one thing I would, oh, I would do. I would like go to some small wrestling organization. I would, you know, I won't do MMA anymore just because I'm tired of traveling. But, you know, maybe if I did a yeah. guest appearance, you could put in a word for me. <laughs> Absolutely, I would love to. Uh, this has been so much fun. Uh, I'm so excited about what you're doing. I, of course, knowing you were coming on the show, I've been watching all of your videos. They're super entertaining, so I would encourage everyone else out there to go check out Steve Inman's stuff. Uh, tell us how to find you, and um, we'll go from there. You can just Google my name. Uh, all my you know social media things will pop up. Sometimes I lose a page here and there, but X has been good. I haven't lost that page, and True Social uh, and Rumble is where you can find me. Just search my name. That's it. Perfect. Steve, thank you so much for your time and keep doing your thing. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Outkick the morning. We'll be right back after a short break. Stay tuned. All right. Uh, well, it's time for me to leave you per usual with a gem of a viral video. But I have a warning, everybody. This one might be the most disturbing example of insanity that we have seen yet. So I'm just warning you before you watch it. Okay, so 
Uh, we didn't get to show you the middle part where she is rolling around completely in the mud. She does it for like 30 straight seconds, which I have to imagine she just clipped off part of what she was doing. Uh, so who knows how long she was rolling around in the mud for. Uh, but this is completely absurd and disgusting, uh, this video along with this human being. Uh, a few things when I saw this came to mind. I wish we could have shown you the whole video because you really have to see the whole thing to really take in how completely just weird and like psychopathic it is. Uh, but first, I understand that kinks exist, right? They always have, they always will. That's a thing. Uh, people are into the things that they're into. I won't comment on most of them. But fact of the matter is, is that kinks used to be kept a secret at all costs. Like, for example, when men used to put on their wife's high heels when they would get home from work before she would get home. And, you know, that's the thing that they were into. But they would make sure nobody would find out about that. But now it's like people have absolutely no shame. Any weird socially or sexually deviant behavior. There we go. We're, we're starting to show this girl get down and dirty in the mud in her bathroom. This is her bathroom at home, and she's partaking in this type of behavior. This is what I'm telling you. Like, watch what this girl's doing. This is what she does for fun and records it and puts it on the internet, thinking that it's completely acceptable. And the problem here is that whereas this used to be something, again, you would never want to put on the internet, uh, too much information is putting it lightly, that does not exist anymore, that mindset. Making it even worse is once nutjobs like this girl put this video up on the internet, there are other people who prop her up. They're supporting her. They're throwing likes her way, comments their way. They're advocating for this type of behavior. It is disgusting. Not to mention, these kind of videos are all over TikTok. And who's on TikTok for the most part? You have younger kids, right? And they're getting brainwashed. They're seeing this type of stuff, thinking that it is acceptable behavior. And it's completely demoralizing. And I just don't understand because I know that there are parental controls on social media. But how do you prevent your kid from seeing stuff like this? Like, what type of words would you put in? Like, we don't want her to see pig videos. Well, that wouldn't make sense because there's probably plenty of pig videos out there that are of animals or could you put animal? No, because then they won't be able to see the innocent videos of actual animals. So I'm not even sure how parental controls would work in the case like this video. Secondly, the thing that came to mind for me is how in the world does this chick have a boyfriend? I mean, let's just be honest. We know that he's not normal either. Because if I were to walk in on my significant other doing anything like this, I would be absolutely beside myself. I mean, I would be out of there in a heartbeat. I, I would not reconsider there would be no getting back together. It would be over, done. Uh, but apparently this is just another ordinary day in their household. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say that this boyfriend, probably knowing how lame he is and how he puts up with this type of behavior, he probably even cleans the bathroom after she's done rolling around in the mud. Third thing that came to mind, granted this girl has a mask on, but from what I could see, because she, you know, she came up pretty close to the camera, she looks like she's a decently attractive girl. Like she had really pretty dark brown eyes. It looked like she had really nice blonde hair. I could only see a little bit of her skin above the mask, but her skin was clear. And you can see her body. She was wearing a, a pretty tight little outfit there. Like she has a decent body. So this is a pretty attractive girl we're talking about. So I'm just curious what went wrong in her life to make her want to dress up like this and act like a pig and roll around her bathroom in the mud. Because this is just not normal. Nothing about this is normal. Did she experience some type of trauma maybe earlier on in her life? Like, was she living on a farm as a kid and experienced the trauma? 
Uh, was she in an abusive relationship where her ex was into animal role play? I have no idea. I have answers. I mean, I don't even have answers. I have questions, but I don't have any answers. Uh, but truth is, when you think you've seen it all, because every day I wake up and I'm like, no way I'm going to see something crazier than this video I just saw yesterday. I'm wrong. I think this might be the most disturbing video to date, but I'm probably going to get on social media later today and find something even more bizarre that I'm going to probably then have to show you in turn. Uh, the problem is, is nothing about this is going to change. Uh, the videos, the things that we see are just gonna continue to get sicker and sicker until people stop receiving all the attention that they're looking for for putting videos like this on the internet and getting all of the positive comments. Until that happens, it's just going to get weirder and weirder. So to all the parents out there, good luck. You're going to need it especially if you hope to even somewhat shield your kids from the psychopaths like the one we just saw on your screen. Okay, uh, I always love to leave you with something to think about. There is something to think about. I hope to God you do not walk in on your significant other rolling around in the mud in your bathroom today. I pray, I pray that for you. Uh, okay, everybody, that is all the time we have. Thank you so much for being here. Make sure to subscribe, get the alerts, like, comment, follow me on social media at Charlie on TV. Let me know what you thought about that video. I would love to get your thoughts. Until tomorrow, I hope you have a fantastic Tuesday and I will see you tomorrow. That's it. See you later.